When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. James, you're a fan of the Beatles, aren't you? I, I quite like the Beatles, yeah. Have you heard the news? Oh, the, the Beatles cinematic universe. Yes. The four simultaneously shot Sam Mendes films, each one about a specific Beatle. Hang on, is this Sam Mendes who did um, 1917? Yes. I hope it's a movie about, like, it's like Yellow Submarine, but rather than being transported to a whimsical undersea vessel... Like, the Beatles are like a four-man Powell's battalion in the trenches. They have to get a message <laughs> to stop Ringo's clone being sent to his death. So I've had far too much Warhammer recently. I do think you would need four films to do that justice. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, listener. It's morning for us, but I don't know. It's probably about four o'clock on a Thursday for you. Uh, to this season three, episode seven of the Electronic Wireless Show podcast, Rock Pop Shotgun's PC gaming podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion, which is that of Alice Bell. And I'm joined this week as ever by James Archer. Hello, James. Hello. And by uh, the lovely Nate Crowley, who I'm sorry, uh, your vision of <laughs> a Beatles uh, war movie was. Uh, shocking and arresting to me. <laughs> I think they'd make the best of it. The filmmakers or the Beatles? Um, the Beatles. I, I like to think they would surprise themselves with their moral fortitude in a live combat scenario. <laughs> they'd be the ones keeping everyone's morale up by singing little songs. Oh, You know. Lennon would be a hell of a war poet, wouldn't he? <laughs> I'm just remembering that they did have a war in Yellow Submarine. Did they? I don't remember Yellow Submarine. I only remember the song Yellow Submarine in Yellow Submarine, if I'm honest. I mean, you know, you're not missing a huge amount. I watched it a lot as a kid, actually. It was one of those, you know, just the movies you end up watching again and again. Um, for some reason, that was one yeah. of mine. Um, yeah. Thinking it'd be really nice to have a Pixar movie about Blue Meanies. Who were, of course, the baddies in Yellow Submarine? There was a, Do you know the Beagle Boys from DuckTales, the sort of bald dogs who do all the menial labour in Duckburg? No. What? Oh. Is Duckburg a fascist state? It's, there's an uncomfortable sort of um, split in their society between ducks, who appear to be the sort of capital owning class, and dogs, who are like the police and things. And criminals. I watched a lot of DuckTales okay. as a kid as well. Yeah, I'm going but that. The, uh, the point of reference was going to be that Blue Meanies are like sort of 
weird counterculture dogmen. Um, yeah, who sort of turn Liverpool grey and the Beatles have to come back and... Oh, God, it's like a fever dream remembering it. Let's move on. That My film that I watched loads of when I was a kid, and I can't remember if I've talked about this extensively on the podcast or not, is uh, 2004's Van Helsing. I want to live. <laughs> Starring Hugh Jackman. It's <laughs> I know it front to back, back to front. I... <laughs> I watched it so many times. A couple of years ago, my friend Johnny texted me. Uh, it was just like, what are you up to? And I was like, oh, fine. What are you up to? And Johnny uh, was like, oh, we're watching Van Helsing. Have you seen it? And then I, it was like I came online like a Russian sleeper <laughs> agent. And I just was like, oh, where are you? And and look, was able to recite like the whole film and also like tidbits from like the DVD commentary about David Wenham. What would you say is the saving grace of Van Helsing? Probably David Wenham, you know, he's very good in it. Um, he seems to be the only one to know what sort of film he's in. But I am, if you are friends with me and I have your phone number, there is a non-zero percentage chance at any time I might text you an unhinged rant about how Stephen Sommers did not adequately explain the uh, reproduction of a vampire. <laughs> because Dracula and his wives have eggs I listen. I don't want to get into it now. We'll be here all day. I just think about it quite a lot. I'm all in favour of that. Good on you. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what though? <laughs> I'd bloody love to clean either a yellow submarine or Dracula's oh, castle. Shame on you. <laughs> in power wash simulator. Guff, absolute guff. Not one of your best. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Dracula's eggs. <laughs> They're very dirty as well, yeah. <laughs> so, I thought this would excite you, Nate. Finally, we can talk on the same level because there's uh, a Power Wash Sim Warhammer 40k crossover arriving next week. And Warhammer people are very, very delighted by it. Like, it seems to have created a high level of being charmed across the board, which I really like. Yeah. Now, we talked about Power Wash Simulator before, but before we, we get on to the, um, the upcoming 40k instalment, can you just recap what the pleasure is of the game? Because I'm getting more intrigued by the day now. That's a hard... Okay, so... Um, <laughs> you, it's, just, it's just a very satisfying task. Uh, you... You have a big thing that's all dirty that you need to clean. And sometimes it will be like, you know, a car. It starts you off small. And then it'll give you like a suburban back garden. And then it'll give you like an entire playground with like slides in the shapes of dinosaurs and shit. And you have to look at it and like point your like water gun <laughs> at, at the thing. And you have to like clean little sections. And the whole level is divided up into sections. And each time you clean one, it goes ding and it flushes once you've cleaned it. Do you have different types of water guns, like different tools to sort of paint with? Or is it just like attacking it with a toothbrush? There are different um, strengths of jet uh, and lengths of uh, uh, power washed kind of arms so you can reach further away things. Um, so there, And you can get uh, cleaning fluids to clean like metal or wood faster um but once you've like <laughs> once you've leveled up and you've got the uh the billy big bollocks like trident three single jet attachment then you kind of don't need any other cleaners 
but um, uh, it's just very good. And also, there is like law. What? In, yeah. Oh, okay. Power Wash Simulator represents to me some of the best return on investment for a video game in terms of like pound to gameplay. Let me open up. I'm gonna open up my Steam live uh, here. Hang on. So <laughs> I have played 130, 131 hours of Power Wash Simulator, and it cost twenty five quid plus. Uh, eight about eight quid for the two DLCs I bought, so that's quite a lot of that's hours. Valusaurus Rex, yeah, yeah. What are the um, DLCs that you've got? Uh, so they did two free ones actually. So they did uh the Lara Croft one where you clean her house, her ancestral theft shed, so I called it, <laughs> uh, and her like assault course and her maze and her room of treasures that's got a stuffed t-rex in it and there's uh a final fantasy 7 one where you clean a bunch of shinra stuff um and then i paid for the spongebob dlc where you clean his pineapple under the sea and the crusty crab and stuff but hang and on they're covered the... in water don't ask questions mind you spongebob has no respect for its setting so i don't know why no, exactly. i'm surprised SpongeBob uh, apparently has a frame in it or a scene in it that references uh, how long it's taken for Dublin Airport to not get a, a metro link. So, because <laughs> one of the animators was Irish, and there's a train that goes to like on the t- on the destination is like a Dublin suburb near the airport. That's such specific beef to pursue. I respect that. So I got that and the Back to the Future DLC as well. Which is very good, very cute. Um, and now there's the 40k DLC. What did you think, Resident Warhams expert Nate Crowley? What did you think of the trailer for the Warhams? Pitch perfect. DLC? Um, I really like that you've got an Adeptus Mechanicus guy doing it. Um, actually, I don't know their gender, um, but like. So much of the Warhammer setting is just like techno drudgery. That like this this is the perfect thing. Mm. Like I, I this is one of the most inspired 40k licensed games. I mean, you know, obviously historically uh, they've had a mixed track record, but they um there seems to be a, a, a good mix of bangers these days, and this is this is genuinely very, very funny and charming. I saw um mm. I think a Land Raider, uh, which we discussed the nomenclature of the other week, um, and a Dreadnought, which is nice. Um, can you remember what else? Can you can you can you clean a Space Marine? Uh, no, I, did, I, you- I didn't see a Space Marine in the trailer, which disappointed me a bit. I I, I was kind of hoping that there'd be you know a moment where he stomps in, covered in like Tyranid guts. It's <laughs> like hose me down, Tech Priest. Do you remember that game? Um, oh, what was it called? It was a like viscera cleanup detail, I think, where you were yeah. a, a janitor on like a horror space station, and people were just constantly getting like dragged down corridors and and munched and stuff. That was that had a hearty sense of humour to it. I would love a forty k version of that, where as you say, you've got people coming in off the battlefield, like the um, the, the custodes, the golden boys. They probably can't stand 
having like sick and bug innards on their armor. So you could follow after them with a little hose. Be great. <laughs> well, it's out next week uh, on the 27th. It doesn't have a price yet, but it'll probably be about eight quid. Um, um, I'm getting it, Defo. Subatena. And yeah, the um, the main game, it has like time travel. It's got aliens. It's got prophecy. It really ramps up. Um, uh, and does it bring that narrative to the DLCs or are they self-contained? The DLCs are self-contained. You're sort of not, you're not really the same character necessarily in the DLCs that you are in the the main story. So obviously, yeah, in the Power Wash Simulator Warhammer special pack, you are, you know, a member of the machine cult. I just thought it was so funny, like, <laughs> the... Uh, line that I really liked was an act performed in dutiful veneration of the Omnissiah carries glory, whether by power armor or power washer. It's <laughs> like, yes. Bless it. <laughs> so good. Um, but they, they have, I think Future Labs have cemented themselves as like absolute gold standard crossover kings, you know. The, all of them have been really good, really well observed, very funny, really leaning into what is beloved about the original property. Um, you know, some interesting framing for them and, and stuff. And I, I've just really enjoyed all of them. Uh, but uh, I suppose, Nate, if would this be like your ultimate power wash simulator crossover? Just the Warhams? It's hard to think of a more appealing one. I mean, a Necron-specific one would make me a very happy boy indeed. Because um, Necrons are obsessed with cleanliness. And you could have a nice, like, fizzy green plasma hose. Um, oh, I, I really want to cajole them into doing that now. That really would be excellent. Um, what other things do I like that I'd like to wash? Um, fish? You wash the robot dinosaurs from Horizon. Ooh, yeah, now that's a tidy idea, James. I like that. Yeah, because they get very mucky yeah. as well, because they root around in poo and like attack people. <laughs> yeah, you could be like a washer, like there is a little automaton inside one of the. Oh my the, god! What do we call them? Machine cut. Um, oh, what are they? Oh, what I've they forgotten as well. I've forgotten as well. But yeah, the the underground machine building. Yeah. God, um, what oh, are the cauldrons? cauldrons? Cauldrons! Thank you. There Jesus. you go. Um, I hated the cauldrons. My single least thing about, least favourite thing about that game, just getting like bullied into corners by crabs. Well, the second one is coming to PC soon, so we can talk about it. Um, oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, James, what crossover would you like to see Power Simulator do? Uh, Power Simulator specifically? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, hmm. Deep Rock Galactic, clean all the dwarfs. We're just just naming games. I am like yeah. that game guy. <laughs> Titanfall, uh, clean the Titans. Titanfall, clean the Titans. Yeah, <laughs> why not? I want to wash Grond. Gr oh God, Grond. Like there's loads of hardware in, in Lord of the Rings needs cleaning. Like the stone trolls that turn into stone. Um, God, the Hobbit movies were rubbish. I've been reading the book to Tally recently and remembered how good it is. When did you last read The Hobbit? 
Oh God, years ago. It's a smasher. It's an absolute smasher. Because it's very short and doesn't he like he falls he knocked on the head and doesn't see the battle. He's knocked on the head and wakes up and they're like, Your friends have died, but we won kind of thing, right? Yeah, there's an insane amount happens in that I like the pacing of the Hobbit is absolutely unhinged. <laughs> it takes like sixteen pages for some dwarves to like invade Bilbo's house and have a feast before they even explain what the mission is. Like he really hangs on the inciting incident, and then it's just like this sort of hyper accelerated fever dream of wolves, goblins, spiders, elves, and golems. <laughs> like it, considering like how verbose Tolkien can be, it's just crazy how it whips along. What a treat! Did Tatley like the golem? How did she? How she be getting on with it? Well, yeah, because um, do you remember uh, a few years ago, uh, the overplayed song of the summer was a song called Don't Let Me Down by the Chainsmokers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was on in the car all the time. And we couldn't understand what the lyrics were. So we like to imagine it was saying golems in town. Um, <laughs> and we always sang along to that. And Tally just got really into golem as a concept, <laughs> as this guy who might come to town. <laughs> Oh, um, no. And then I showed her a picture of Gollum about six months ago. She's just fucking horrified. <laughs> so now I'm trying to re- rehabilitate her uh, to our, our favourite sort of wretch. Um, I'm hoping... Well, no, he does come across quite horrible in the book. You, but hey, it'll be like meeting an old friend. Can, um, She's already had her mind blown to be introduced to Gimli's dad. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's like you've been preparing her for this moment her whole life. You know, (laughs) I told Nate when he got hermit crabs, I was really worried in case something ever happened to to he and his partner, because then it would be like one of those stories, like you know, like a child is raised by wolves, like someone will break down the door to the house eventually and just find like an eighteen-year-old girl who's like been raised by crabs and like strapped a bin to her back. Carrying a shipping container around behind her. <laughs> oh dear. Well, you could play the Gollum video game. He's the, uh, a sympathetic figure in that. Yeah, I might not. I don't. I don't fancy a trip to the breeding pits. I don't think. <laughs> that was the game famously with breeding pits, wasn't it? I don't know. I can't. I'm remember. not just making up more traumatizing nonsense. <laughs> uh, I would. Love Power Simulator to do crossovers with everything ever. I think, uh, obviously, my favorite, I, like I, I think a Mass Effect one would be great. Maybe not so timely right now. Um, I would like one with like, oh god, what else is there you could do? You could definitely do Mass Effect. You could. Oh, bro, what about June? You could do June, clean a sandworm. <laughs> That'd be really good. Or like the big sort of brick-shaped spaceships um, yeah. that they had. You could clean um, Mr. Atreides' bagpipes. Yeah. That'd be fun. Or well, Mad Max would be good because you'd have limited water <laughs> to do it. So you- <laughs> oh, that is so good. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've probably talked about crossovers before. What are some of your favourite crossovers in other video games? James, do you have favourite crossovers? Uh... It's not a crossover with another game, but I really like the Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels DLC. Oh, yeah! Um, which was great, because it 
so for me, it did have this like nostalgic quality because I played the Hot Wheels as a kid. Like I, I threw little plastic cars around the big red loopy loops. Uh, but even if you, even if you didn't, so you don't have that, uh, it's still like thematically and mechanically really well suited to that specific game because mm. Forza Horizon Five already wants to be like the fun racing game with like the arcade handling and the unrelenting upbeatedness of it. So even when it transports itself from like a relatively grounded representation of Mexico to this fantasy land of upside down tracks and floating waterfalls and all that nonsense, it still works. And there's this sense of like the developers just wanting to make a cool, fun thing, as opposed to we want to increase return on investment with the plastic toy car enthusiast market, <laughs> which which is something I get from a lot of um, gaming crossovers. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, I'm I'm throwing shade at Fortnite just to be clear. Yes, <laughs> the people have turned up in Fortnite. That just it doesn't it just doesn't make any sense. Um, although no, I no, did, no. I uh, one of my newsletters. I I recommended the, a newsletter called Today in Tabs last week, and then immediately Today in Tabs went on holiday for a bit. So, um, <laughs> but there's another one called Garbage Day, which is really good, and it this this week was talking about how um, Hollywood and, you know, entertainment industries are sort of misconstruing where nostalgia comes from now. And nostalgia now is not from, like, old Disney films from the 90s. People are getting nostalgia about games like Fortnite. That's where their nostalgia is from, you know. And, and that doesn't make sense. Well, you shocked me when you talked about Van Helsing being something you watched as a kid. I always forget you're like a fair bit younger than me because that was definitely something I saw at uni. Well, I was 14 when it came out. I, I use kid liberally. Oh, okay. There's no, okay. There's, there's no real reason that it should have left such an imprint on my psyche except for some unknown reason someone got it for me on DVD for my birthday and the entire time that I was growing up we only had four channels of television. So it's either that or just watch fucking Jon Snow <laughs> talking about Tony Blair. Do you miss DVDs? Kind of. Yeah. I miss, like, the extras that actors would be forced to do. Like, I am a connoisseur of the DVD commentary <laughs> because <laughs> they're always so, like, beleaguered and, like, sort of annoyed that they have to be there, but some of them, like, really take it in their stride and others just you know have the worst time of their lives with it but it's always fascinating to kind of listen to i know i'm possibly <laughs> uh, in the minority about that but i do sort of miss the dvd commentary yeah i always feel like i never took enough advantage of dvd special features one of those things only rears the full extent of them now that they're gone yeah. mm. oh, so have you ever watched or lis- listened to the dark place dvd commentary that's in character isn't that's it that's in character yeah. But yeah, but it's still good. Of course. Wow. <laughs> In-character commentary is the best. I once again exhort any listener who has not seen Garth Marenghi's Dark Place to please stop right now, whatever you're doing. I don't, if, <laughs> if your child is being born, if you're in the middle of a meeting at work, if you're driving a train, just, just put the brakes on. <laughs> Go and watch Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. It's so good. <laughs> It's my favourite thing ever. I was trying to think if there's any other crossovers I wanted to talk about. I will say, um, I feel like natural crossovers 
they take ages to so like Sea of Thieves did a Pirates of the Caribbean crossover before it did a Monkey Island crossover, which makes no sense to me. Like when was the last time Pirates of the Caribbean was relevant? Oh god, yeah, and it, yeah, I remember that came out like right after everyone had got majorly sick of Johnny Depp forever. It was oh, it was such a bad time. Well, he would like. The Pirates of the Caribbean aspect of it didn't really feature very much at all anyway. It was just like a, f- no, a just... framing for a DLC. Do you know? Because I played a bunch of it. Like, it, it it felt more like a rehabilitation for Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> needed Sea of Thieves more than Sea of Thieves needed Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I, I Pirates of the Caribbean probably still has better, like, brand recognition. Than, than Monkey Island does, uh, you know, among the the wider, occasionally game playing population. Well, I mean, to quote Peep Show again, people like Coldplay and voted for the Nazis. Well, yeah, not... <laughs> <laughs> I have that on a mug. Um, uh, lovely. I mean. Speaking of games, I don't I don't have a segment. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I dreamt last night about not sleeping all night. And then I woke up and was like, oh, no, I didn't sleep all night. <laughs> God. I, I've started doing uh, something Ashley calls the Arm of Damocles. Um, do you, like, throat it, chop her in the night? <laughs> no, I do. It, it's far more sinister, but yet harmless. Um, like, I, I'm a really restless sleeper. Very, very disturbed sleep. Um, and one of the things I do is I'll just thrust my arm up into the air perpendicularly and like leave it there and then sort of drift into a deeper layer of sleep, at which point it will just collapse like a tree, <laughs> um, which occasionally startles Ashley quite a lot. She's a saint. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't snore anymore, but um, yeah, the arm of Damocles. God. When I oh god, when I was a child, I I say child again. I was about fourteen. Uh, I had a, a four. It was an ex cinema poster, like it was an old cinema poster of one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and it was up by my bed. And one time of the night, it fell down on me. It's like I was being attacked by like Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> <laughs> it scared the shit out of me. Anyway, stop believing in ghost stories. What games have we been playing this week? <laughs> I'm going to go to Nate first, actually, because Nate texts me saying, prepare for fireworks. Uh, and I don't know if you and Nate are going to get into a fight, James. Yeah, this, okay. this could get ugly, thanks. Okay. Um, Deep Rock Galactic Survivor is, um, is good, but... I was expecting a lot more. I know it's early access, but even looking at the roadmap, like I am, I'm kind of surprised by how much not, God, my words aren't coming today either. Basically, it's a little too much like the demo for my liking. I, I put sort of probably 20 good hours in and I, I pretty much had the measure of it. Um okay. I, I don't know. How are you finding it? Because I'm not, you know, I'm not done with it yet, but I can, I can definitely feel it petering out already, which is less than a week. I mean, I, I, so I don't know like how many hours you played, 
um let me t- I, have a checkeroony on steam actually i definitely i definitely felt in like the first few hours it yeah like it's it was it was very similar to the demo but then oh, I, 30 hours of oh wow okay me. okay fair enough <laughs> um yeah i don't know it t- t- i mean don't get me wrong it's fucking brilliant like you know there's there's a reason i fiended through 30 hours of it since wednesday uh gosh that's one week um but yeah it just feels it feels like there's a really abrupt end to the content and not huge prospects for it developing much for example like there's there's only one boss in the game at the moment, the Dreadnoughts, mm. and I personally find it really annoying and repetitive and, and, and quite a big difficulty cliff as well because uh, it's a, a completely different fight from what you're doing throughout the levels. And, like, new bosses uh, are down in the maybe later if there's time section of the roadmap, which, you know, I just... Yeah, uh, may, maybe I'm just being very entitled and, and unrealistic um, because you know it is just so viscerally fun, mm. um, but hey, you know they they had a much bigger launch than they anticipated. I think uh, so. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll funnel funnel some more yeah. into it. Well, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I I'm not I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at you, Nate. Um, if any, if anything, I'm like I'm a bit I'm a bit upset because you, you seem so excited for it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I'm so all or nothing about things and. Yeah, it's, you know, the, the crying shame that is, I'm criticising it in a way that I wouldn't criticise many games that I've got bored of far sooner. Mm. I think it's just because the good, you know, the just the nuts and bolts of it are so well put together. Like, there's been several quite heinous bugs uh, this week, a lot of balance issues. Uh, they've changed the difficulty three times in the last week. Like it's not a well balanced game, but I think it says a lot for it that it still just fucking works brilliantly, uh, even though a load of the pieces aren't in the right place. So yeah, I I just hope it gets the the fleshing out it deserves. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. There's definitely I I definitely like more I guess I don't know mission types or just just like yeah. There was a mention of like, like an egg hunt. Yeah, because I, I think like having having it be objective based is a strength because it's not just like running around you actually have to stop and stop and mine stuff out or you know do you know activate things and then that 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 helps create tension basically because it's basically forcing you to stand still in a genre that's all about having to you know move around as much as much as possible so i think like yeah it's great because there's never enough time to do everything so you're constantly having to make very stressful kind of um yeah, spare That's of the moment yeah, prioritization yeah. decisions. Yeah, but yeah, it's like you said, like there's, there's only so many like different things you can do as part of those objectives. So I, yeah, I definitely like to see more. Um, I, I guess for me, there's still it does sound like you it does sound like you've got a bit deeper into it than me. But to me, there's still like there is still promise. Like I've I, I I've seen YouTube videos of like people's. The driller builds or whatever, and the, just the thing, the things that they can do with like their their, <laughs> their poop cannon or whatever, just like spinning, spinning like five times faster than I've ever seen it spin with twice as many beams going out. It's just like, how do they do that? So there's still like a load of upgrade space for me. But yes. it, I, I guess I guess like once you once you do 
I guess, unlock everything and get all the best perks and stuff. Yeah, then, yeah, that's fair enough. Like, where where's it going to go? Do you um? What's your favorite class on on balance so far? Uh, it was because I'm really interested. People seem really divided on this. Yeah, honestly, like even even during the time I spent playing it for review, like it it changed several times. I think I initially liked the gunner, just because you know more bullets in a bullet having game makes sense. And then I really liked the the engineer because it was more of a you know static defense type thing, which I which in a you know in that genre is really interesting. And now I've kind of settled on the driller just because I like. Being able to, I like being able to drill faster because that helps um, in a myriad of ways. Oh, there's nothing more satisfying just swimming around in the rock. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Horrible little worm. If it, if it was, I, my one of the most satisfying thing in the games is kiting. You know the burstos, hmm. um, like the big orange bugs that explode. Yeah. I love just like running up to one. And then, like and then running a nasty, cheeky little man attacking a bouncer, and then scampering away as it yeah, so it, so it blows up all its friends. Yeah, um, big traits. Uh, yeah, I, I, it, basically because of that, and I think the drill just has the most like visually interesting weapons. Like the the scout, the, yeah. the scout, and the gunner basically just shoot like bullet shaped bullets, uh, which for a kind of yeah bullet heaven Dan Matthew type thing isn't. Isn't that fun? But the the drill actually causes chaos, uh, which I which I appreciate. Do you think it's do you think it's annoying having directional shooting in um in an auto shooter? No, no, I, I think that's quite um, make my mind up. No, I think that's just something you have to like deal with and makes it more interesting and challenging. Dare I say it is actually a legitimate skill issue? <laughs> I just want to interject here uh, that. When Nate texted me, he said, prepare for fireworks. And that was a very nice, reasonable discussion. Uh, so I'm disappointed. In fact, it's just quite apt to made a metaphor about little men attacking bouncers because I just did the equivalent of hold me back, boys, didn't I? Yeah, I didn't need to. It was worth it. <laughs> oh, maybe we, could argue, maybe we could argue about something else. Nate, do you like Hershey chocolate? Um, totally indifferent to it, actually. I don't find it as awful as some people do. Oh, okay. Right. But I take no pleasure from it either. It's fucking diabolical, Hershey's chocolate. I'm like the only person I know who likes Hershey's. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You you know this, Alice. You know, I, I've admitted this before. I must have erased it from my memory, because it's such <laughs> a... It, it just it doesn't compute. Nobody who's eaten of Cadbury's can like Hershey's chocolate. It tastes like sick. Cadbury's is, Cadbury's is too sweet. Yeah, but didn't Cadbury's turn to chaos? They changed the recipe anyway. They changed... Well, so Cadbury's got bought by... I don't know why I know this much. Uh, Cadbury's got, did get bought by an American company and they stopped using Cadbury's chocolate chocolate on cream eggs. Specifically. And there was uproar, um, but Cadbury's itself is the same, I believe. It they also ruined the. Okay. They also ruined the texture of the curly whirly. Well, <laughs> well, that's unforgivable. God, I can't believe you like Hershey's. I'll allow Americans to like Hershey's because they don't know any better, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not their fault. I have been playing uh, Last Epoch. 
I keep wanting to say Lost Epoch, but it's not. It's Last Epoch. It's an ARPG that's been in early access for going on five years now. Definitely four, at least. Um, it's out, I believe, today as we're recording. So yesterday as you listen um, and in 1.0. Big patch. Big patch on its ass for 1.0. Changed some things, added some new stuff. Um, it's a sort of, as has been pointed out by many people, a kind of middle ground ARPG between like... Uh, Diablo 4 and uh, something like Pillars of Eternity Um, so Diablo 4 quite kind of standard doesn't have you know that much in-depth crafting and what have you Uh, Pillars of Eternity is where percentage perverts go to die Um, and (laughs) in between is in between is uh, Last Epoch which is it has the the big kind of I guess innovation is it has this anytime crafting system where you press F and you can just fiddle um so like the loot drops that you get are, are shards which can incrementally change you know the percentage points of of you know this adds health regen and adds protection from certain types of damage and stuff um so interestingly for a looter I found that you don't actually pick up a lot of gear so a lot of a lot of loot is dropped, but you end up being quite selective in what you pick up because you don't really get money for selling it. So you only pick up stuff that like sounds like it'll be useful to you. Like I, you know, my main character is an archer, so I wouldn't pick up weapons that are not bows, really. Um, I just pick up bows and then see if I can like fiddle with it and make a better one than what I've got. Um, the combat is mostly very easy. <laughs> um, there are five classes and then each of them has three masteries. You can switch mastery whenever you like. Uh, so, for example, the rogue that I have, you could be like a, a blade expert, you know, like a piracy kind of rogue. You could be uh, an archer like what I am, or you can be a, a falcon. I can't remember if it's like a falconer, which is a new one. And you just get a pet falcon <laughs> that like attacks everyone for you. Love classes with pets. Yeah. Never not a good idea. I know. I love them too. I don't get why like WoW players are snippy about hunters being an easy class. Like, sure, they are, but like you get a little pet. Um, so yeah, there's and so you basically like you press press down one button and destroy enemies that come up to you. So the combat itself is pretty brainless i would say sometimes it rubber bands a little bit if you've under level if you're under leveled for the area or you've not messed with your percentages for a little while you haven't forged for a little while um but for example i my main character is this archer that i've spec'd so that i gain health whenever i hit with an arrow attack like a bow attack so i can just stand still as waves of cockroaches come at me and i'm basically invincible um it's actually sounding a lot like Deep Rock Galactic Survivor. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I have had quite a lonely experience playing it for review because the review server was a test server. So it was like basically siloed away from the regular uh, pre-launch game. So I ran into, like, I think, like two players the entire time I was playing. That's a shame. Um, so I wasn't able to like test the drop-in, drop-out kind of multiplayer stuff. Multiplayer is usually a big part of RPGs. And actually, I when I reviewed Diablo Four, which I kind of I was like, it's fine. I wasn't as happy with it as everyone else. Uh, I was playing with someone, and we had a great time, like having a chat and you know playing the game, and I really enjoyed that. I've enjoyed 
Pillars of Eternity, I think because the combat itself requires less thought. Like it, the, if you've done your percentages right, you don't really have to worry <laughs> much, if ever. So, ah, oh, just like combat in real indeed. life. Indeed. So you just kind of uh, can just sit and like listen to a podcast very easily. Um, uh, the later game stuff, there are um, some of the epic bosses will might have a chance to drop a key for a dungeon. There's also a sort of um, so the the story is is a time travel story, which makes it way more fun and kind of confusing than like Diablo story, and also means that there's a huge range of uh, areas. So you visit the same locations across like different times, and they look really different, and there are different types of monsters. So I think the character design, the level design, is really fun. Um, but at the end of time, where there's like nothing, there's also like a sort of uh, le- like high level um, sort of uh, it's not a roguelike thing, but it's like a uh, just like a high level little like challenge run of islands that you can do. Um, that is like I think you have to be at least like level thirty five. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, at the end of time. Yes. <laughs> Very Michael Moorcock, Prime Minister. Yeah, so you go back in time. Most of the plot is about... Oh, uh, there's an undead emperor. So you start in like the Divine Era where you help some keepers who are looking after a time travel doohickey MacGuffin. And there's a, there's a war going on. So uh, the keeper that you're with is like, I must hide this time travel doohickey in the future. Except when you turn up in the future, it's been apocalypsed. So then you have to sort of ping pong back and forth. It doesn't have as much fun with it as I would like. Like you have big boss fights with people who you then meet for the first time chronologically in the past. And I would have liked if like when you're having a boss fight with this big crab admiral, he was like yelling, I always hated you, you piece of shit, before you sort of meet him for the first time. <laughs> so there's not much of that, but it does use it to great effect for, you know, variety in the setting and stuff. I think it's fun. It's all right. Sounds cool. There you go. That was I talked very fast without breathing for a long time there, so I apologise. Hey, that was a lot of good detail. Thanks. It's because I've been playing it for days, and I'm in the <laughs> middle of writing the review, so I'm late to the embargo. But I'm just like, <gasps> <laughs> anything else? Anything else we've been playing? Uh, I've been playing Hell Divers Two. Of course you have, yeah. That new co-op. Ooh, uh, I wanted to ask you about this. Tell me. Yeah, so it's um, it's a, it's a sequel to what is basically like a Starship Troopers, but not game. Um, made by the Magica, uh, Magica developers. It was previously a kind of like similar to Magica, like top down, um, like top down four person all on one screen type thing, and now it's um, like over the shoulder third person. Um, okay. It's very good fun. Uh, besides it being a very, I don't want to say chill game because it can get very hairy very quickly, but it is a very sociable carp game. It, actually, in a similar way to, in, to Deep Rock, um, in that you can just play it while you're like chatting with your friends or when you meet like strangers in a game, they're usually nice people who want to play along with the lore. Um, um, is it an auto shooter like Deep Rock? Or? Oh no, like 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 oh, like oh, oh, like actual, OG like Deep Rock, Deep Rock. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Daddy Deep Rock. Yeah, it's also basically an action comedy, specifically physical comedy, because there's usually so such little cost to being killed or maimed that it can just serve as like slapstick humor. 
So almost constantly, hmm. almost constantly, there are teammates like getting caught inside airstrikes, which is very funny. Uh, dodging off too high a ledge will make you ragdoll on the ground, which is very funny. Uh, <laughs> you, you can get crushed to death under the extraction dropship, which is very funny and ironic. Um, and it's just it's just nice to play. It's just nice to play a shooter, which well, it it does have like perfectly solid gunplay. Um, it doesn't so much care about stakes and simply says like. Hey kids, here's a box of fireworks. I'm gonna look away for twenty minutes. <laughs> also, also, um, speaking of Warhammer 40k crossovers, this would make an amazing like Imperial Guard game. Oh, because the, the, its whole shtick is that you your character is like a completely replaceable, nameless, faceless schmuck, essentially, who's been sent to basically been sent to die uh, against impossible odds. Um, but at the same time, they have incredibly well-funded backing from a government of assholes. Um, you know, just like in just like in the Imperium. So... I saw some of the... Um, I love the uh, the art design. Like, there's something that looked very much like a 40k Dreadnought, but, like, I approve... Yeah, some big, big chunky metal. Ah, uh, you might, like you might have seen guns. that. That might have been one of the robot enemies because there are there are bug enemies and then there are uh, automaton oh. uh, enemies, which uh, actually I I find quite horrible to fight. <laughs> like when, it, it, when when given the choice, I'd rather just go for bugs because the robots are just. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, if, I don't know if there's like something wrong with the way they've been implemented or something, but it, you do just get these in penetrable waves of like nigh immortal skull faced metal men <laughs> marching That's towards my boys. you <laughs> with... and yeah the... it's my beautiful sons the necrons yes <laughs> nothing new under the sun if you were offered like a devil's bargain where like it's not really a devil's bargain if you could get robocopped would you hmm there's... Considering, like, I think five out of the seven books I've written have been about how fucking disastrous it would be to transfer your consciousness to a machine substrate, I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I totally would. <laughs> I get the... I, I mean, like, God knows not, like, half as awful as, like, having Crohn's, but, like, I've been having really bad IBS this week and doing quite a lot of glowering on the toilet about how much I'd like to have robot guts. Um, would you Would you have robot guts? I would 100% have robot guts. So many bits of me that sort of don't work quite as well as they should, which is why I get annoyed at like, the bioessentialist view of like gender and stuff. Like So much of me doesn't work the way that it, it, it apparently is meant to. So like I would 100% like transhumanist me the fuck up, make me into a a robot but like a sexy robot th- you know <laughs> i think i'd go everything but the brain like i'd want to keep me brain um yeah. but like yeah i would it would be very good to have like a metal crocodile body make me into one of those pleasing. like sexy soviet robots in that mad russian action game <laughs> <laughs> Yes, iconic. Make me into fucking Jordan Peterson's nightmare slash wet dream. 
Which way, Western man? James, would you be a robot? <laughs> uh, not if it meant I could no longer enjoy the rich, creamy taste of a Hershey's Kiss. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hardware, James, feels like a good day to wear hard to me. Uh, yeah, so, again, like, there is not really much interesting hardware news. Um, but no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug something we've just launched on the site, which is the Steam Deck Academy. And this is a, a project I've been thinking about for a few weeks. It basically is about bringing it together and also doubling down on all our... I guess, more helpful, instructive, like, explainy kind of Steam Deck coverage. Because, one, it's something I find really interesting and fun to do and fun to write. Uh, two, it's something that a lot of people seem to enjoy reading about. Um, mm. And it's just a kind of, yeah, hope, 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 hopefully fun way of bringing that all together under like an umbrella rather than spread out all across the site and also as motivation to motivation to do more of it because because like the, the, the steam deck is very much like a pc in that it doesn't really give up its secrets very easily like you do have to kind of like <laughs> you have to kind of like dig in dig into it a bit um to to fully to fully get the most out of it and um yeah, that, that, that's that's I, I I like doing that. I like learning how to do stuff and then teaching other people how to do it. So hopefully, uh, if you have a Steam Deck or you're thinking about getting one, uh, yeah, check that out on on rockpapershotgun.com. Uh, Steam Deck Academy. Thank you, James, and well done. You're welcome. Is there uh, any in, in the interest of spreading knowledge and understanding? Is there anything that you, my fellow podcast hosts, would like to know about the Steam Deck, Steam Deck OLED, or associated matters? That's a thoughtful question. I have a, a Storm Dock, um, mm-hmm. a regular one. Is it worth get it trading up for the the OLED? Uh, I I wonder. Ah, oh, like the 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 really like sensible hard nose part of me hard part of me wants to be like, no, it's fine. But like the Steam Deck OLED is is really better <laughs> than, than the original one. Like the, oh, no. even, like the bat- even like the battery life alone is sometimes like twice what you get um on 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 the old on the old timey Steam Deck. So I think while you shouldn't necessarily be disappointed with what you with like the original Steam Deck, if you like if you can afford it and you, you use it and and you actually like use your Steam Deck enough to, to justify justify it in the first place, and it 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 is, it is better in like most ways. So yeah, probably maybe. Man. Early adopters get the second best of yeah. fucking everything, don't they? <laughs> I mean, that's inherent, I suppose. Uh, would you like to ask James about the Steam Deck? No, no, I think um, I'm still putting off getting a new PC, so I um. The, the idea of handheld machines at the moment is uh, whimsical fantasy to me now. Oh. Well, <laughs> if, 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 you can, if you can put off your PC till maybe towards the end of the year, there should be some new graphics cards uh, on sale for it. That's genuinely useful advice and gives me another great opportunity to procrastinate on spending money. Thank you, James. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, 
right, I think that just about does it for this week's season three, episode seven of the Electronic Wireless Show, which means all that's left to do is to give some recommendations because every week we recommend something that is not a video game. So James, what are you recommending this week? Uh, I'm recommending the YouTube channel Jotastic, which makes comedy animations using the cast and settings of psychological survival horror game Signalis. So, okay. Um, okay. I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Bathos, especially after the fact. And I yeah, I, Bathos rules. I hope that I I hope that I know super hardcore horror fans will hate me for saying this, but it is extremely funny to me to see these characters behaving like dorks and or to <laughs> act out Yakuza Zero cutscenes because there's a fair few of those. But they're just they're, they're just very. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes like quite dumb, but very, very well done and very well presented uh, animations. And as a, as a, as a fan of all the like Gary's mod source filmmaker type stuff that comes out of a lot of games, that's uh, definitely my thing. Very good, lovely. Um, I wasn't sure what to recommend this week. I, I wasn't sure, um, but I think uh, I'm gonna recommend. Uh, the movie Bottoms, which I watched uh, the other day, it's a sort of YA. It's not really YA. It's a teen comedy um, about a couple of lesbians uh, at a high school who start a fight club to uh, seduce some cheerleaders. Um, uh, so they, but they learn uh, empowerment and friendship through punching each other in the face. Um, and uh, it's also set in a kind of unrealistic, you know, movie version of a high school uh, and, you know, sort of lampshades it. Like there's one scene early on where they sit down in they sit down in class, um, have a couple of interactions. Then the principal does an announcement and then the bell rings and one of them goes like, really, that's all best class that's it that's all we're gonna do and then they kind of (laughs) so there's stuff like that and they yeah and they do get in big fights um it some of the pacing is a bit weird um it sometimes the tone is that it goes from like being that kind of film to them being like very earnest about emotions and things um but uh i think it's very very funny and i'd like to see more like hour and a half triple like double a films basically i think would be good. Yeah. Um, so that's my recommendation. Uh, it's a good old time. Uh, Nate, what's your recommendation this week? Uh, so as you know, Alice, I've been I've been watching acclaimed television program The Bear. Yeah. Um, it would be a bit cheap to recommend that because, like, you exist on planet Earth. You've probably had it recommended to you. So I'm going to recommend if you've heard it's good, but you're not sure if it's your thing. Um, I believe it's episode six of the second season, Fishes, um, is a standalone episode uh, that takes place before the the bulk of the story, so it doesn't spoil anything. Um, and it's, it's just about the shittest family Christmas <laughs> ever. Uh, and I've never seen such acting. I've never been so gripped by, like, just a straight-up depiction of, like, a horribly dysfunctional, like Italian family Christmas. Like it, it just, you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Was... stacked cast as well in that in that episode. Um, 
Yeah, you, I don't don't want to ruin it, but there's some there's some some big names. You've been uh, you've been getting through it quick though, because you only texted me the other day saying, "Is there a real bear in the bear?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I got really excited because I started it up, and it's like a man walking up to a cage on a bridge. I was like, "Oh, hello, a cage," and then you. And a little bear comes out, and you're like, "Well, this is this is very direct." And that's the last time you see a fucking bear. <laughs> very good. Bro. You're like that guy that was like, "Starship Troopers isn't a good uh, critique of fascism because the people in it are hot or whatever." <laughs> <laughs> it- this is a bad movie. About the service industry, because there's no literal kind. <laughs> All right. Lovely recommendations. Thank you, gang. And thank you, listener, for joining us for this season three, episode seven of the Electronic Wireless Show podcast, Rock Paper Shotguns, PC Gaming Podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion, which is that of Alice Bell. Um, and thank you to Jams and Nate for joining me. We, Rock Paper Shotgun, are on all the social medias. Just search Rock Paper Shotgun. There is a link to the discord in the show notes the discord is a fun place to hang out and talk about stuff it's a great old time and there's uh, also for all your pc gaming needs just go to www.rockpapershotgun.com but for now it's goodbye from me alice bell and it's goodbye from james archer goodbye and it's goodbye from nate bye, bye.